The theme of this morning's meditation, uh, the talk, and the exercise this afternoon is going to be the five aggregates. In Pali, the word is kanda. In Sanskrit, skanda. Some of you may be familiar with this teaching. For many of you, it may be unfamiliar, or perhaps you've heard of it but don't know much about it. I don't know whether today will be the end of that situation and you'll feel totally confident in your understanding, but at least we'll have a beginning look at this teaching of the Khandas. It's not one that we commonly give as a meditation instruction because these five aspects of our experience um, of form and in as regards our meditation practice, mainly the body, feeling or vedna, feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, sanya, perception, recognizing or knowing of things, um, volitional formations or sankharas, all of the contents of our mind, thoughts, moods, emotions, concepts, etc., memory, conditioning, and then consciousness, that which knows. Um, It's quite a complex list, but it actually is what you're experiencing all the time. It just takes some clarity of mind or subtlety of mind to notice it. And we've already been talking about these aggregates already um, in many of the quotes that we've used. Use as a framework this way of understanding our experience through the lens of the five aggregates. But in the meditation this morning, I want to keep it more simple rather than try to guide you uh, in, in opening to or investigating the aggregates. Is, is just to see that in, in the aggregates, there's the body, the first aggregate, and all the rest are actually mental functionings, functionings of the mind, um, and you know, various kinds of knowing. Um, So we're going to point towards just noticing that in our experience. Uh, Is what uh, arising, what is being made contact with, something in the body or something in the mind? And then perhaps adding to that, if that's helpful for you, along the themes of the meditations that we have been doing, is there a disturbance around that? Is there some constellation that's happening, some contraction or resistance or holding on to? What's that nature? And if you can get more subtle and notice, is it around the feeling tone of it, of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, or you know, it's a kind of thought and you can name the thought, you can do that, but you don't have to. You can just kind of keep it more simple around this um, knowing, is it the mind or body that's drawing my attention? And is there a disturbance around that? And with that noticing, of disturbance, of contraction, of a, a lack of ease, what happens then? Do I get tighter around it or is there a letting go? Does something else happen? In meditation, we're, we're I was going to say a number, we're doing two things, but of course we're doing more than that. We're doing a number of things, but one of them is de- deconstructing our experience and kind of seeing it in its constructed nature so it's not so solid. And then we're tracking it. We're noticing what's happening now. And as we relate to it in a certain way, and hopefully a skillful way, we notice what happens. Do, 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 do more wholesome states of mind get developed? Do I um, 
move more into equanimity or peace or calm, or do I find that I'm getting contracted and resistant? And so we notice that. So we're in this process all the time of deconstructing and tracking our experience. And this is all out of this um, vipassana, clear seeing. This is why mindfulness is so essential. It's this seeing differently that we've been emphasizing, seeing more or in a different way than we usually see. Because our usual way of seeing is full of all of these conceptions and projections and, and reactivity. This is trying to see clearly, seeing the Dhamma in our experience, seeing things as they are with as little filtering as possible. So that's what we'll be pointing to in the meditation this morning. So again, just beginning with a comfortable posture. If you need to adjust a little to to find that comfortable posture, please feel free to do that. I often find it's actually helpful to move a little as I find that upright and balanced place. Just rocking a little back and forth, side to side, to kind of find where the body wants to settle, find that sense of uprightness. And just saying what I do, I often just deliberately move parts of my body, my neck and my shoulders, my torso. It just helps me relax a little and, and settle down. Often can come into a meditation if you've just had a work period or done some exercise and the body is constellated in a certain way. You want to shake that up a bit and just find some soft looseness. Let's the body just settle into the meditation. I'll often move my face around a little because again the face is a place that we often constellate a sense of self. So just softening in the face, the eyes and the jaw, the lips. Taking a few deeper breaths, if that's helpful for you, helps me to align my body, that sense of uprightness. Also allows the chest and belly to be more open. Helps both energize and relax the body and mind. And then just letting things settle. Even as it can be sometimes helpful to be quite active in our meditation, engaged and inquiring, it can be, it's helpful to begin from a settled place. So cultivate the settledness, the calming, the tranquility, through whatever skillful means you have. And then from that place, we can get more engaged, curious. And helpful to take a few moments just to settle. Let everything settle. Let the body settle. The arms and hands settle. The legs and feet Settle. Let the breath settle. 
Not that the breath has to be any particular way. Often people find that they're controlling the breath a little, or find some tension around the breath. That's okay. Breath doesn't need to be any particular way. But if there can be this invitation to settling, however it is, and the settle, part of the settling is just accepting, however it is, however the breath is, however the body is, however the mind is. So we invite this sense of peace and relaxation. We can't control whether it's actually there or not. But we make the space open to the possibility through this receptive, settled awareness, this coming into stillness. And knowing that place, having a sense of trust or connection to that place of settledness, (coughs) knowing it's available, accessible. We then notice whatever disturbs that. Particularly in this meditation, when you notice the disturbance, and it can be at a very subtle level, just a sound or itch in the body. It's noticing is it the mind or the body where this disturbance is. It's that simple recognition it doesn't have to be more than that, whether you say the words or not. Sometimes actually though the mind disturbs the body or the body disturbs the mind. We can notice that too. If you know this schema of the aggregates, are familiar with it, and it's helpful for you to also be aware of the feeling tone of whatever's arising, of pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, you can notice that. If you the more subtle mind object or mind experience of sanya or perception, just noticing how you're singling out certain aspects of your experience, others are not being noticed. A whole range of thoughts and emotions can relate to that field of sankharas just by naming the thoughts. Planning, remembering, rehearsing, worrying. Perhaps there's a sense of stillness. The body and mind are relatively peaceful. You can be aware of that sense of observing, that knowing, 
awareness. It connects with the objects as they arise. Just a shift in how you relate to the knowing instead of focused on the objects, focused on the knowing of the objects. That doesn't make sense if you don't, don't even try to include it, but just offering it as a suggestion for those of you who've practiced in this way before. But mainly keeping it simple. Noticing, cultivating, inclining towards a sense of peace and ease in the body and mind. Knowing how you do that. This is a skill we can learn. How to invite this sense of settledness, of calm. So that when that's disturbed, and it will get disturbed by thoughts, by physical experiences, memories, worrying, whatever it is. We're with that experience. We know it as it is. Know its nature. It's impermanent. It's not self. And as it fades or changes, we come back to that place of resting, of settledness, using the breath, using the body, to stay present, connected and grounded in this moment's experience.
So as I said in the beginning, uh, using the aggregates as a focus for meditation is not, for most of us, a, a natural or easy thing to do. I'm a little curious, even the simple um, distinguishing of mind or body as a field of disturbance, was that helpful? Were you able to notice more subtle things than that? How was this meditation for you? It's not very loud. It's right behind you. You need more volume? Is that what you're saying? I did find that to be an interesting focus. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then what I noticed, uh, and this is, I think, just something about what's working for me in practice right now, is that focusing on the disturbances started to create a sense of anxiety. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm I'm kind of feeling it right now. Mm. Like a sense of, this is too much, I can't. Uh, find any peace. Mm, mm -hmm. So I switched to looking for the moments of peace. Mm -hmm. And that really started to calm me. And uh, so I just thought I'd share that. Yeah, and that's an important distinction. Um, And it's really, we can see, it's almost perception. This is what you're talking about, Sonia. If if you're wanting and singling out the disturbance, you'll notice disturbance. Mm -hmm. And they will seem to increase if you have an intention to notice out, notice and single out ease. There's a tendency for that to increase. So that's an important insight to see. But I want to emphasize that when we say, you know, notice the disturbance, it's not like you should be what we call pain patrol. You know, like, where's the next fire I need to put out? You rest in the ease. But if something comes up, that's enough to be a disturbance, then you notice that you don't have to be vigilant looking for the next disturbance. So again, it's just a, um, finding the right balance in that. But I think what you did was very skillful of come back to resting in the ease, emphasizing that, and noticing how that sanya, that perception, actually um, enlarges or makes more available the possibility of ease, the experience of ease. Thank you. Thank you. I was noticing how if a sound like a sneeze or a cough, uh, random, Mm -hmm. happened, there's not much disturbance. Mm. But if there's a repetitive sound, Mm. like knocking or creaking, this wanting to know would come out too. Um, And I was trying to figure out what is the wanting to know composed of. Uh uh I think that wanting to know is a complex thing, I put it in the, the field of sankharas, but it's a very human tendency. You know, and you can, you know, most of the time we don't notice it happening so much, but in meditation where we have this sense of, you know, restraining the sense doors and being in our own experience, the, the urge to look at who's walking across our field of vision or who's just come in the door or who's late to the meditation, we, we want to know that. It's a, it's a very strong tendency and you can see how much is contained in that i mean there's a lot in it there's a lot of desire sometimes there's some fear because it's like who is that there's that vigilance Um, i was talking in one of the groups yesterday about the vigilance that we have as part of our human nature 
our animal nature, really, of needing to know our environment. And we needed to be able to do that skillfully. As they often say, you know, our ancestors that when the bush rustled, ran away, they're the ones who survived. That's who, that's who our forebears are, the ones who said, oh, I wonder what that is. And, you know, then <laughs> the tiger jumped out. They're not here anymore. So that kind of vigilance is, is deep within us, and it's, that, it's wanting to know. And it's, I think it's become much broader. There's, you know, that kind of primal level but it's come to some kind of questing or thirst even for... Well, I noticed if I, I could mm-hmm. restrain the going out to mm-hmm. know and try to sit in a receiving yes, exactly. place, then the investigation became, is it a congealing of consciousness and will... What are the com- what is the composition? Of right, that? right. And again, I don't. We don't have time now to go into. But it's an interesting exploration with something like that of what's actually happening. And again, with any exploration in, in meditation, if the answer isn't immediately obvious or fairly, don't try to figure it out. Most of the time, we just need to know its mind or its desire, or you know. It, it, it doesn't so much help to try to figure it out, but it's more just feel the experience, feel what it's like when we're pulled out. And as you said, what it was like when you could just receive, the experience was just the same. Your relationship to it was different. So it was the going out to the sound. Uh, again, I said this in a group. I, I don't know whether it was Arjun Buddhadas or Arjun Chah who said, we always think that it's the world out there comes in and disturbs us. But it's actually we go out and disturb the world. We're like, what is that? Who's making that noise? You know, what? And if we just, it's just like, I think you were talking about, it was a woodpecker or something, was knocking at some point. So, you know, if we think it's a person who's knocking and disturbing our meditation, you know, Spirit Rock should go and find out who that is. If it's a woodpecker, what, you know, you have a totally different relationship to it. Or if it's the sound of the pipes knocking, I mean, the water knocking in the, you know, heating system or something. Then we have either a relationship of, oh, it's just, you know, the pipes making a noise, or spirit rock should send a mechanic down, you know. So it just, that's all a lot about perception that we'll be talking about. Okay, we should stop now. Thank, thank you for those comments. So let's take a, a short break, be back at 9.30 uh, for the next Dharma talk. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.